Episode Nine: The Company of Wolves, Part One. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Welcome back to Curse of Strahd Twice Bitten, the show where five DMs take on D&D's top gothic horror campaign, despite any horror we might be personally experiencing. I am Dragonacarta, your host and DM, and thank you to everyone who's watching for continuing to tune in. Uh, before we get started, we just had a very, very brief announcement. Uh, Serena, if you don't mind quickly going through that. Absolutely. So we have our own subreddit. You can join us now at reddit.com slash r slash twicebittendnd for episode lists, a full asset library, live discussion threads for each episode, and more coming in the next days and weeks. I'll put the link in chat for everyone, but you can feel free to, I don't know what you do on Reddit. Do you subscribe on Reddit? I don't know. Yeah, close you, you give a sacrifice to the blood do, gods. Do whatever you, you do on Reddit um, and join us at reddit.com slash r slash twicebitten Definitely. And a big thank you to everyone who filled out our Twice Bitten audience survey. Um, that was very helpful. It let us know something that some ways that you guys are interested in getting together as a community. So uh, hopefully you will join us there and we'll see you over on the subreddit. Uh, with that, we don't have any more immediate announcements, so uh, let's get started with Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. A striking elven female with an almost ritualized poise, Kiva Cyrilai always endeavors to be a level-headed mediator and a soothing presence in the lives of all she meets. Determined to look ever forward, she relies on controlling day-to-day -day chaos. Anyone who watches her for long enough, however, can clearly see there's something undeniably feral and unpredictable bubbling under the surface. In the company of these fine strangers, he is just Metreon. But across the Sword Coast, he's known as Metreon the Magnificent. He is a tiefling whose body and dress carry the signatures of a nomadic performer, as evidenced by the rougher edges of his costume and his sinewy frame covered in faded tattoos. Though he may not look like a typical magician, rest assured, he cleans up quite handsomely. The well-dressed, well-spoken half-elf who introduced herself as Lilisen has stayed away from the rest of the traveling group during the journey so far. Oh, she's friendly enough if someone strikes up a conversation with her. Charming, even. But left to her own devices, she invariably keeps to herself, and even looks nervous when anyone comes within ten feet of her. 
terrifying Deviloid with a tail that will knock your drink over if she gets too excited. Even worse, some pig follows her around and eats almost as much as she does. Yet, she's generous and easy to befriend, especially if you get her talking about her book of fables. Just, if she compares you to a fox, it's hard to tell if that's a compliment. Erythrindir is a high elf man who looks perpetually like he's never quite gotten enough sleep. After his departure from elven society, he found himself out in the wilderness, working as a ranger in the deep, deep woods. However, this did little to quell his passion for history, and he's found himself on the road to Neverwinter, hoping to track down a book that might hold the answer to a question he's held for a long, long time. So, last we left off on Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Trapped in the forlorn land of Barovia, the characters befriended two native Barovians, Ismark Kolyanovich and Irina Kolyana, the children of the late local Burgomaster. Together, the party agreed to travel to Velaki, a fortified Barovian town to the west, both to help Ismark escort his sister beyond Castle Ravenloft and to explore means of escape from this dangerous new domain. The morning of their departure, the characters joined Ismark and the local priest, Father Donovich, to bury the late Burgomaster in the local cemetery. After a touching ceremony, Father Donovich urged the party to bring Irina to safety at the Abbey of St. Markovia far to the west, or, if that wasn't possible, to protect her behind Velaki's well-guarded walls. Concealing Irina from a skulking Vistani spy, the party set off for Velaki, preparing themselves for a long journey ahead. They shared stories, jokes, and games, until the road turned to a more somber location. At a lonely crossroad, the party reaffirmed their path toward Velaki, only to find a ghastly sight when they departed. A corpse hung from a gallows in their path, pale and bloated in death. Though the others didn't notice it, Lillison recognized the body as her own, and when she touched it, it melted away into nothing more than mist. Together, the party made their way forward, carving through the Svalich wood and cutting between the towering misty peaks of the Balanok Mountains. After a watchful wolf stalked them between the forest trees, the party passed over the Sare Falls, continuing their way northwest. Upon arriving at a second crossroads, however, disaster struck. There, waiting for them, was a black carriage ferrying Strahd von Zarevich himself, who brought with him a pack of feral direwolves. Strahd's hypnotic words and gaze charmed several members of the party, allowing him to drink his fill from the blood of Kiva and Amity while leaving Erthrandir on the ground, unconscious from blood loss. A defiant and fearful crossbow shot from Metreon, however, aimed in Amity's defense, seemed to pique Strahd's displeasure, and as he turned his carriage back toward Castle Ravenloft, he gave Metreon three minutes to run or make his peace. For when those three minutes came to a close, the direwolf pack had strict orders to make poor Metreon bleed. And so... Metreon... Yeah, yeah. You feel the 
wind rush through your shoulders as you turn and begin bolting away from the crossroads. You can see the six direwolves slowly stalking toward you. You can see the drool and saliva slipping from their mouths, their blackened gums and yellow teeth, their massive hackles rising as the muscles ripple below their fur coats. They slowly creep toward you as you run. In the distance, you can see, glancing back over your shoulder, Strahd's black carriage banking as it rounds a corner, turning out of sight in the mountains toward Ravenloft. Where are you running, and is there anything else you're doing? Yes, so... Um... With as much time as possible... Uh, out of that three minutes, Metron is running towards Velaki, since that's where uh, Ismark... Well, that's where we were all going, and Ismark said that it was protected. Um, but... Uh, not seeing it in sight. Uh, uh, Metron wants to look for a tree that's big enough to support him, but smaller than a pack of dire wolves could climb. All right, and so, he wants uh, to climb up as high as he can and hide. All right, so uh, as you're doing that, first off, uh, Lillison, were you going with Metreon? Yes. All right, as you flee alongside him, you can hear footsteps coming from beside you. And glancing to the side, you see Irina following close pursuit. You can see her eyes are wide, and her close-cropped black hair is flying straight back behind her. We've got to get them to safety. Are the others coming? I I, I don't know. They, I'm, they're under some sort of... Uh, I don't know what he did to them. You glance back and you hear a bellow from the rest of the group. Irina, wait! Uh, Kiva and Amity, you see Ismark bolt to a stop and then wheel back toward you. His eyes wide, his face pale. Come on, are you coming? We, we can't let them go alone. I'll, I'll come, just give me a moment. Kiva, after watching the carriage go away, is going to follow Ismark right away. He nods. Is Kiva carrying Erthrandir? Uh, yes, she's got Erthrandir sort of over her uh, shoulder. Alright, uh... Amity wants to go up to Erthrandir and, and sort of, like, um... I, I've got this. Um, and sort of, like, swaddle him. Uh, and cast Cure Wounds. Alright, roll it. Okay, that's 11 hit points that Erythrindir should regain. Probably he doesn't get all of it back, though? That is correct. I get back five. Eh, good enough. <laughs> is the cure wound right. just as painful for you? Erythrindir, your eyes snap open in Kiva's grasp, inhaling sharply. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Gotcha. Okay. What's the result? Uh, that would be an 18. All right. As your eyes snap open, you feel lucidity coming to your thoughts. You feel the haze that had settled over your mind melting away, and you feel a sharp stabbing pain on the side of your neck where the wounds recently closed. You touch there and you feel blood coming away, staining your hands. And as your chest starts breathing hard, your eyes widening, you remember exactly what happened. What the hell were you doing? How, how could you let Straw do that? The charm, whatever... Hypnosis he placed you under, you can feel it departing from the corners of your mind, and you feel yourself breathing hard as the rattling of his carriage echoes and slowly fades in the distance. I... what? What? 
he like bolts upright and Kiva's grip or attempts to. He is kind of limp. She what? lets him go once he's once he's conscious and tries to help him to his feet. As Marquise he... said, no time. We've got to go. And he turns to Amity. Do do you want me to carry you? I'm I'm sorry. I. I hold on one one second. And Amity uh, turns to the wolves and actually sort of hobbles back to them. Uh, and she's going to cast to speak with animals. Not ritual cast, just right. cast. Ooh. While um, Amity is doing that, Kiva is going to try to get Erthrandir as far away as possible. All right, Kiva and Erthrandir set off for a run. Ismark glances toward Irina, who's still fleeing alongside Metron and Lilliston. You can see there's a helpless, pale look on his face. Come on, what are you doing? We have to go now! Uh, what does Amity say once she casts the spell? Uh, um, excuse me. Um, I know that uh, Lord Straub said that you are going to make um, Metreon bleed. Does that mean you're not going to attack any of the rest of us? One of the wolves, the largest one, snaps his gaze toward you. It tackles rising. It's people's fixate on you for a moment. So long as it is not ordered, you are the Lord's prey. We pursue our quarry. Unless you wish to join it. And it bares its teeth, revealing its dripping yellowed maw and offers you a cruel, hungry look. Um, wh what do you mean by that? The wolf just snarls. Defy not the Lord, and you will not be our quarry. Obstruct our hunt and you become it. Uh, by this point, right. uh, it's been around a solid minute. Uh, Metron, you were looking for a tree? So yeah, I was going to spend the first two minutes bolting and then the, th the third minute looking and then trying to climb a, a tree that would be small enough to support me and hide. Are you going off-road? Uh, what direction are you going here? So first off, uh, as you're running forward, um, You've probably made your way a little over a tenth of a mile. Uh, you can, as you uh, continue westward, um, glancing forward through the uh, dark trees on either side, you can faintly see a new site uh, coming into view, slowly approaching in the distance. You can see coming into view a familiar massive set of gates. You can see the fog spilling out of a dark forest up ahead beyond them. You can see the high stone buttresses, similar but slightly different from those you first saw when entering Barovia. The huge iron gates hanging on the stonework, Dew clinging to the cold bars. You can see it flanked by two headless statues of armed guardians. And in the space beyond the massive gate, you can see a dark forest rising. You're perhaps um, another minute's run from this gate. And on either side of the road, you can see scattered trees, not very many, uh, but a few dotted from side to side here and there. Uh, are you looking to continue on to the woods, or are you looking for one of the trees on, on the side of the path? Um, so, are the gates open? The gates are closed. Would I have time to test and see if I could open the gates, and if not, run into um, one of the nearby trees? You, by the t based on a 
quick mental calculation. You think you might have another minute more of running. That'll put you within, you know, relatively close to the gates, but not exactly. Gotcha. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I want to search for a tree nearby the gates. Then. All right. Make a survival check. God. Come on. High rolls. High rolls. Uh, for some reason, I'm clicking and it. it's not rolling for me. Odd. You want to just roll the d20 and add your mod? For yeah, me? I'll do that. Meanwhile, uh, DM, am I keeping pace with Metreon pretty easily? Yes, without over much difficulty. Uh, Arena is right behind the two of you. She's following your lead. Okay, um, Lillison seeing this is going to cast her mage hand and get it ready to uh, try to get the gates open as they hurtle down the road towards it. Alright, uh, moving your mage hand, uh, it's a sight further than 30 feet away. It's going to be a while before it comes into range. Yeah, just getting it ready. Alright, uh, sounds good. Uh, well, that's happening. Back at the crossroads, uh, Amity, are you doing anything more? You hear Ismark, you step to below you, he puts his hand to your shoulder, tugs you. We need to get going. Uh, go. They're not going to hurt you unless you obstruct them. Just go. His, his eyes are wide and wild. You're not coming? I'm... I don't think that I should have obstruct them. He shakes his head. He's, he stumbles back. He's, he's still in your head. He's still in your head. I have to. My sister is with them. And he turns and flees, bolting after the others, leaving you alone at the crossroads. And she she turns and, and sort of uh, tries to convince the wolves, like, I'm, I'm not going to obstruct you. I couldn't anyway. I, I, I can't go very fast right now. All right, uh, so Ismark is bolting down the way. He can't even hear you. Um, so with that, Metron, what was your survival roll? Uh, it was a big old three. All right. Uh, you spend the better part of the rest of the minute uh, looking around for a tree that you think might be easily climbable. Um, you find one tree that uh, seems of middling height. It, one, it's one of the few ones that seems to have a uh, branch lying low enough for you. Um, it seems like you could attempt to climb it without uh, over much difficulty. Uh, does it look like it's full enough that I'd be able to hide in it? Uh, inside of it? Hide in, uh, in, the, in the thick, uh, you know, uh, of it. I mean, all of the trees around this area are relatively sparse. You could cross your fingers, but, um, this far outside of the woods, the trees, most of the trees here are sparsely, uh, covered or dying. Um... Um, I mean, I don't feel confident in that role. Um, how how much longer would it be for me to get to the gates? Um, probably another thirty seconds of running. You don't. You know that you've got a good head start on the wolves. It's possible. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to the right. gates and try to open them. All right. Uh, you bolt toward the gates, and as soon as you step close enough to them, you hear. A pack's howls echoing in the distance. 
Amity, you can see the dire wolves snarling and then together as one, following the first leader, loping quickly after Metreon down the road, bolting with incredible bestial speed. They must be moving nearly twice the speed that you saw any of the others taking off. You can see Ismark's silhouette in the distance, but you can also see the wolves slowly catching up to him. Metron, you can okay. hear the wolves howls and they send a jolt of cold and terror through your through your blood. Yeah, I can't. I hear it and I, I immediately just sort of tone, like tune it out. I tune everything out. I want to try and open up the gates. All right. Mate, um, you, you have my mage hand. What? You have my mage hand and my axe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? How did I get a hand? And my bow. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So. Metron, as soon as you approach within 15 feet of the gates, you hear a great creak and then slowly shuddering. The gates begin to pull open in your direction. Almost like a muscle that has not been flexed in a very long time. Moving slowly. Another um, inch. Can I, inches. like, dash through it uh, with, that, with as little of an opening as possible? Am I able to, like, just dash through it? You hear another chorus of howls coming from the woods, and at that point, it's just barely wide enough, perhaps no more than eight inches or so that you can slip inside. Yeah, okay. do these, Leaving the gates do these gates open in or out? Uh, they are opening toward you. Get get through. I'll close them behind you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Metreon uh, nods very quickly and just finishes squeezing through the gates uh, and is going to keep running. All right. Uh... You continue forward, leaving the gates behind. You can see that uh, ahead of you, another patch of the woods appears to begin. Uh, to the left, to your immediate left, you can see the forest beginning, the side of the groves and underbrush, the dark trees waving and rustling in the cold wind that suddenly sweeps through the valley between the peaks. Are, you can see that the road continues muddy between them. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to keep looking for a tree that would suit my needs for right now. All right, are you staying on the path, or are you diving into the woods? Um, remembering what Ismark said about veering off the path, uh, I'm not going to go too far off it into the woods, uh, but I will go off a little bit just to see if there's a tree that's uh, suitable for hiding. All right, are you attempting to conceal your trail, or are you just running? Honestly, I mean, he's he's just running on pure adrenaline right now. He wouldn't be trying to trying to conceal his tail, tra ah, trying to conceal his trail. This is stressful. Understandable. All right. Uh, so you're just running a bit of a ways off of the veering off the trail into the woods. You can hear the howls growing closer. You can hear the hair on the back. Of, you can feel the hair on the back of your neck standing up. The trees around you shuddering and creaking and quaking as their long branches reach out toward you as if to restrain you from the for the pack's delight. Looking forward, you easily find a number of trees that you think you could easily uh, climb up and hide yourself in their upper boughs. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, just running on pure, pure adrenaline, the first one that he sees that feels like it's safe enough for him to hide in and for giant wolves to not climb up and follow him in, uh, he's going to try it. All right, make an athletics check. Not an acrobatics check? Nope. Uh, climbing <laughs> is athletics. Well, that's happening. Well, listen, Irina glances toward you, her eyes wide. What are we going to do? They're getting closer. Get, get, get through. Get through. These doors open towards us, which means wolves can't open them. 
All right, she gives you a wide-eyed nod, slowly moves to tug in the gate, and as you watch, the gate begins pulling open without her motion. She steps back, her eyes wide, and then slips through, pulling the gate closed behind her. Uh, sorry, if she's closing the gate behind her, am I still on this side or the other side of the gate? Uh, are, were you planning on following her? Uh, I was. All right, the both of you find yourselves on the other side. All right. Um, going to, yeah, help her pull the gate closed, then um, looking very suspiciously at the gate. Um, we passed through one of... Actually, let's let's run first. Um, and uh, starting to run again, but we passed through one of these um, on our way in. Is this... Does, will we be entering some other realm now? Irina shakes her head. I, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I, I've heard that there is more than one of these gates in Barovia. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I think this is just another one. Okay, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's just go. She nods. Right, we've got to get after him. Uh, at this point, uh, Kiva and Erthrandir, you you come forward, finding yourselves at the gates, just as you see the silhouettes of Irina and Lillison vanishing on the road into the forest. Okay. Irene, uh, you're going to take a quick look at Kiva and just kind of hold on, watch my back. And turning back to, like, further back in the forest, he is going to begin singing a desperate little song, his voice high, and cast Silent Image to create the illusion of a enormous fallen tree blocking the path, hoping that that'll force the wolves to take a bit of a detour and give Metreon a bit more time. While he's doing that, Kiva's attempting to open the gates to prepare for them to run through. All right, you've stepped toward the gates and you find you don't even need to touch them. As soon as you step within 15 feet, they creak and begin to groan, opening forth once more, flakes of rust falling to the ground. They appear to be opened, bidden merely by your approach. Okay, so um, once they're open, she's going to start pulling uh, Erthrandir through with her. Yep, he does not m need much coaxing. Once the <laughs> illusion finishes, he's going. And she's also going to try to shut them behind her once they are through. All right. Once you're through, you can see the uh, massive log appear on the road. Where are you placing it, and how close to the gates is it? Uh, I'm placing it, like, farther back in the trail, so it's believable, and it's just flat across the road, so they have to go through more difficult terrain, and preferably high enough that they can't just vault it. So yeah, he's trying to block the path. He's trying. All right, are you trying to block the gates? or just the, the, the path in the trail that was leading up to here. Gotcha. All right. As soon as the tree appears, yeah. you can hear another howl and a snarl, and you can see uh, emerging forth from around, uh, from further down the road, you can see the uh, pack of wolves, six massive silhouettes slowly growing closer. And okay. as you pull the gates closed, you can almost see the leader's snarl muzzle pulled back. And Kiva's that, still Kiva... fucking going. All right, is Are you going with her? Ismark, um, Kiva, for a moment you see Ismark uh, even with the wolves. And then he veers off. You hear a distant shout and the wolves continue on past him. 
they're both relatively close to the gates. So he's out of sight now. We can't, like, see him from the path? Correct. Kiva's going to hesitate a moment, tell Erthrandir to keep going and try to wait behind the gates, of course, to see if Ismark reappears again so she can let him in. All right. Uh, with that, uh, Metron, what was your athletics check? It was 13. All right, very good. It takes it takes a moment. You slip for a second to get your bearing, but grabbing one of the lower branches, you begin quickly hauling yourself up, pulling yourself out of the way. You can see the mist slowly swirling across the ground in your wake. Limb by limb, hand by hand, you pull yourself up and over until you find yourself in the just below the canopy of the tree, surrounded by leaves and branches and brambles. Okay, you're awesome. trying to hide. Yes, I'm trying to hide. All right, give me a stealth check. Twenty-five. All right, very good. Um, with that, as you conceal yourself, you pull yourself tight behind a large bough of the tree, and slowly slip out of sight. Am I? Was I able to climb up high enough to get out of like reach from like a six-foot-long wolf? Yes. Okay. By now, you think you're maybe uh, 20, 25 feet off the ground. Awesome. All right. Uh, with that, Kiva and Erethrindir, you keep running uh, down the path. There is no sign of Metreon. That's Damn good. It. That's good. Keep keep going. The wolves are behind us, and he's hiding. Yeah, yeah, but we can't outrun them. If he's, we should do. We should do that too. We need to get height. We are not outpacing dire wolves. And. <sighs> Yeah, no, there's. we're not going to be able to do much good for him if we run out of range of wherever he went. Okay, okay, so can can you climb a tree, or can I help you climb a tree? You were a ranger, right? I, it, it, not a good one, but yeah, yeah, some help would be lovely. And he's going to look for a tree that pretty much the same qualities as Metreon, tall enough and sturdy enough that he can get up on it, but not so big that... Basically, yeah, he's looking for a big, tall tree to clamber. All right, given the uh, environment you're in, it's not overly difficult to find one. All right, he's going to kind of look at Kiva. Can you boost me? Kiva will boost him, just keeping, also keeping an eye around for any nasty creatures. All right, uh, if you want, you can make an athletics check with advantage, Earth and Deer. Uh, Kiva, you can make a perception check. Can do. <sighs> That's a nine. A nine? Uh, That's a with nine. advantage? With advantage. Beautiful. Uh, you scramble up, struggling. The first branch breaks beneath your weight, and both of you stumble backward. In the distance, you can hear the creaking groans of the gates as they open once more. And you can hear the howls growing closer. And as you struggle to pull yourself up a second time, you can hear the distant sound of the pack's snarls growing audible. You can try again if you'd like. Uh, if I do, will they be on me if I fail? They seem pretty close. Kiva's going to take her scimitar, um, slice across her hand, rub blood on her face, uh, collapse to the ground and play dead. Kiva, they're smart. They're not gonna... What else can we do? This! And Erthrandir is going to pull out his wand, give a frantic slash, and cast invisibility on himself. You, they're not after you. Just be careful. So Kiva's going to keep doing what she's doing. All right. 
Earthrendir vanishes in a swirl of mist. Kiva still alone on the ground between the trees. Metron, you can hear the pack growing closer. Um, yeah, he's got his crossbow out, and it's, it's shivering and quaking and clinging it to his chest, uh, breathing very deeply, but also trying to control his breath and, and his volume, and is trying to stay as still as possible. Gotcha. What is Lillison doing? Um, has Lillison seen Metrion go up into the tree? Uh, if she was keeping up with him, then she uh, would have, but I don't believe she hmm. was, because she stayed behind with Irina. So Irina and her are still running somewhere down the road, or at least they were last time we left off. Okay, so uh, Lillison will keep running, um, and noticing that Metrion isn't around, um, you know, at various points she's going to thrust out her hand um, and try to cast message to Metrion and keep trying until, uh, you know, eventually he picks up. All right, so what's the range on that? That is a good question. The range is 120 feet. All right. Um, I would say that as you're running... It's also blocked by three feet of wood. Yes. Um, I would say that given that Metron didn't go overly far into the woods, you get one message. A single one of them catches as you make your way down the road. What do you send? Are you all right? Where are you? I'll fucking hide, love. Okay. Uh, Lillison will... Um, with eight con, I don't think she's going to be able to run very, very long at a sustained pace. So she's going to, after getting that message, stop and just sort of double over, catching her breath um, at the side of the road and uh, try to shrink back into the trees. All right. Irina follows behind you with a silent nod and slowly pulls into the trees alongside you. Are you attempting to hide or just pulling yourself off of the road? So what Lillison's going to try to do is um, if any of the three charmed party members comes by, uh, she doesn't think this is going to work on the direwolves, um, but she thinks it might work on the on the other three. Um, she's going to just try to pretend that Metreon has kept running down the road. Gotcha. Uh, looking out, you see no sign of the others. Okay. Alright, uh, cool. So, with that, Amity, are you still back at the crossroads? Uh, Amity is going towards the rest of the group, but will probably take a while to get there. Gotcha. Alright, uh, Amity's slowly making her way forward. Kiva, concealed on the on the ground as best she can. Erthrandir vanished into invisibility. Lolisind and Irina hold up on the side of the road ahead of Metreon's hiding place, and Metreon tucked away on top of the trees. Is Mark nowhere to be seen? Metreon. You hear the distant howls growing closer and closer and closer. As I hear that, is it possible to climb higher as my like as my action? It it is, but you would need to hide again. I'm totally fine with that. Alright, go for it. So I'm gonna do that. The actual 20, so 26 total. <laughs> God right. bless. 
you shimmy up a bit further in the tree until you're just barely beneath the top of the canopy. You can almost poke your head up and see the the soft mist and fog that hangs over the trees. You can see the overcast sky overhead, and your view of the ground is completely obstructed. You hold your breath, tucking yourself in and willing yourself to be as still as possible. And then... A slow silence settles over the forest before you hear it. You hear a soft snarl, another howl, then a final howl echoing it. And then the howls quiet into soft snarls as they slowly begin approaching your position. You can hear below the sound of leaves crunching, branches snapping. You can hear the wind whispering through the trees, softly stirring the leaves around your hiding position. You can hear a low growl emanating through the undergrowth. Slowly, you can see the mist spiral its way across the forest floor below, and for a moment, you catch sight of a massive black-furred body. And then it slips from your sight. You can hear the growl intensify, met by a second, then a third, as slowly massive paw pads break through the ground of the loamy earth crossing through the soil. You can hear in the distance a bird cry, a raven's caw echoing through the dark woods. You hear the growl mount to a crescendo for a moment and glancing straight down. You can see through a faint hole in the leaves the head of a massive black dire wolf its gaze pointed forward, its nose, nostrils flaring as it sniffs and scents the ground. There's a moment of pause where slowly its gaze begins to lift up. You hold your breath. And then the wolf's gaze snaps onto the tree next to you. It snuffles and growls, a low snarl bubbling up in its throat and slowly begins patting its way away from your tree. You hear the set two other sets of paw pads slowly accompanying it as they gradually make their way away. You slowly count to ten. The growls are quieter. Count to twenty. A distant howl met by two answering snarls. And then... Silence. Metrion is, is has its back against the trunk of the tree uh, and is still looking down at that spot where he saw the head of that dire wolf uh, shivering uh, almost as if he's f- uh, in freezing temperature. Uh, still has his crossbow 
to his chest, uh, but he's going to wait there for a little bit and just kind of take in the uh, take in the relative safety, but also to just make sure for absolute positivity that nothing is following him anymore. All right. Kiva, as you're lying amidst the earth, you hear a low growl echoing from the opposite side of the road. You see one of the dire wolves lurking on the opposite side, just out of the corner of your vision, as best you dare to see anything. It slowly steps toward you, sniffing, scenting the air, and then growls and turns and lopes away into the darkness. Erthrandir, you hear in the distance a pair of cruel howls echoing through the woods, Lillison and Irina hearing the same. And then slowly the howls fade. Erthrandir is going to wait for a long, long minute. And then once he's sure that they're well and truly gone, he's going to carefully pick his way back through the trees to the road. Kiva too, not necessarily realizing that that's Earth and Deer is going to continue to stay a stock still on the ground. Um, she's not going to move at all just because she feels like there's still something around her. Uh, Amity is continuing going forward on the road, but if she sees any signs that uh, anyone has sort of jumped into the woods or anything, um, that'd be good to know. All right. As far as you can tell, there's no sign of anything up ahead. You've made your way around halfway uh, forward, and you can see the gate coming into sight, slowly becoming more visible. Lillison. You hear something crunch in the undergrowth behind you. Lilson will whirl to face it, uh, trying to put herself between whatever it might be and Irina. You whirl around, pushing Irina back, and see Bismarck. His boots slightly smeared with mud, holding up his hands. It's okay. It's just me. Where are the others? I, I, I don't know. Um, Matreon kept running, and I can roll deception for that if you like. Um, uh, did you see where the others went? He shakes his head. No, I've just been trying to follow the road. You said they kept going? Yes. He nodded. And what of the others? And he answered his sister, Irina, and, and are you okay? She nods. All right. Do we know? We don't know what happened to Metrion. As as far as I saw, he kept running down the road towards Falaki. She nods. Metrion, as you continue waiting in the tree, you can hear a soft snarl bubbling up below you again. 
And as you do, you can see very faintly another black, massive black gray wolf slowly making its way across the earth below your tree. A low growl fills the air. The other's howls are distant, but this wolf is still lingering. You watch as it sends the ground sniffing and growling in frustration and continues to slowly circle the base of your tree, piece by piece, making its way in almost a figure eight around the grove in which this tree stands. A constant growl at the base of its throat. It doesn't see you, but it seems frustrated, confused. And you can see it still slowly making its way around the edge of the trees. Yeah, I mean, he is petrified right now. <laughs> um, uh, he's going to stay as still as possible. All right. While you do that, Arthur and Kiva, what are you doing? Does he see anything once he gets back to the road? Looking around, make a perception check. Alrighty. Nine. I'm afraid not. Okay. So, about how far is he from the gate? From here, if you were probably to try to bolt it, maybe 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. Hmm. And can he... I presume with a nine, he can't see if there are still any wolves in the area or not. I'm afraid not, no. There's no indication that you can see. In that case, he's going to... Yeah. Make sure he's going through the underbrushes to not leave footprints, and then take off for the gate at a run. Alright. So if you're trying to not leave, leave footprints, give me a survival check. Can do. Eleven. Alright. You do your best to avoid leaving any evidence of your presence, avoiding breaking through brambles or branches, and keeping your tracks clear of muddy patches, staying to dry earth. You carefully begin making your way back toward the gates. And by the time that you do, you can see a silhouette slowly approaching Amity. Okay. He's going to wait until she's made it most of the way to the gates come up to about 10 feet of her and then say hey I, I know you can't see me but I'm here it's me uh, yeah are, are you all right yes yes uh, and you uh kinda I think the wolves got a little uh shirty with me when they figured out that I was trying to make an illusion to block their path, but I don't see him anymore, and I can't hear him. Are, have you seen anybody else? No, everyone just ran forward. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I just, we... Well, the good news is, we don't see any signs of Metreon, so hopefully he's well out of here. Mm -hmm. the, the wolves told me that if you don't obstruct them, they won't attack you. 
I mean, you were there at the cemetery with me, right? Yeah, yeah, I was there. With the, the march of the ghosts. I remember. Right. I'm going to have some words for Metreon if, if we meet with him again. Oh, but me too, believe me. But what do you mean about the cemetery? Well, we were told that all those ghosts were people who'd previously crossed swords with the vampire. Yeah. So, doing something like shooting a crossbow at the vampire is probably a bad idea. Oh, incredibly stupid, yeah, but he was, a. Uh... never mind. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But, yeah. Want to see if we can find the others? Sure. All right. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll do my best to help you along, but might be hard to do that while invisible. I'll try. I'll like crouch, so you're just like waving your arm out jauntily. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he will do that. So after um, Earth and Deer or she hears the footsteps uh, go away from her, she's going to uh, take a breath, get up, and then continue down the road um, away from the gate. So she's going further into, close to where she thinks the others might be. All right. You slowly make your way through the woods back toward where the others might be waiting. As you do, Metron, you hear the wolves steps fade away from you and then as the howls echo in the distance you hear its presence fade and then count one minute two minute three and then you hear its paw pads slowly approaching once more and you recognize it by the pattern of spots on its black furred back this is the same wolf it's the second time you've seen it. Whatever it's doing, it's it seems to think there's something nearby, and it's still patrolling. Um, um, excuse me. Uh, noticing this, uh, <laughs> Metreon's gonna climb up higher and then try to hide. Try to hide again. I mean, it doesn't seem to see you, and there's not really anywhere else that you could climb. Okay, in this that's tree. fair. That's fair. Top. Um, there are yeah. only a few spaces. It seems to be like sniff, snuffling upon the ground, trying to scent the air. And, you know, every, you know, it, it vanishes for two and a half minutes at a time. But if you listen very closely, you can occasionally hear a snarl distant from a, from a few dozen yards off. It keeps returning to this area. I mean... Yeah, uh, I mean, if Metreon keeps seeing this, he is willing to sleep in this tree if it means him not having to face this giant dinosaur wolf. All right. After a while, uh, Lilithan is going to cautiously send another message, just trying to keep what she's doing um, as surreptitious from Ismark and Irina as possible. Uh, so another message to Metreon. He's this still alive. Okay. 
I will assume he is not still alive. All right. Uh, with that, Erthrandir and Amity now together at the gate. Which direction were you headed? And was Kiva with you? No, Kiva's not with them at all. She went in the opposite direction. Gotcha. All right. So, Kiva, you're still heading down the road westward, right? Yes. Towards where everyone else right. was running off. All right. Uh, Lillison, you hear footsteps slowly coming from the woods on the opposite side of the road. And as you glance through the underbrush, you can see Kiva slowly making her way through. DM. Yes. Would it be possible to, like, throw my voice to make it seem as if I'm in another area for the wolf? Ventriloquism is a trained skill. Yeah, that's I what I thought. would not allow yeah. it without some kind of fear, yeah. probably. All right, fine. That's fine. Okay, so I see um, Kiva coming. Yes, and Kiva, as you make your way forward, you see a flicker of movement in the uh, underbrush on the opposite side of the road. Can she see what that flicker of movement was? Make a perception check. <laughs> That's a 16. You, for a moment, catch a glimpse of Lillison's face peering between the underbrush. Uh, Kiva, upon seeing that, will look around and just make sure that she's not being um, watched by anyone else, and then sort of give a, like, by-the-side wave to Lillison, and then start to walk over. Well, Lillison is going to flinch a little bit, and then uh, go back to her plan of uh, pretending to be doubled over, uh, catching her breath. So when she's close enough to Lillison, obviously not in her range for touching, she's going to say that uh, I can't I can't see the wolves anymore. I played dead to let them go, but I don't know where Arthundir and Amity are. Are, are you okay? Uh, yeah, just... Uh, we kept running. And um, I, I don't see them either, but I've been hearing them for the last few minutes. Well, hopefully that means that um, Metrion got away. They seem very strong and capable. I... I can only hope that he's maybe safe. I mean, last I saw him, he was, I would say, clear on his way towards Falaki, so... Okay, so we can, uh, we can catch up with him there, I suppose? I, I hope so. Okay, Kiva at this point, now that she's in some sort of relative safely, holy shit, those wolves are terrifying! Um, she is going to sort of collapse, exhausted, uh, and... You know, just try to take a, a moment. Lillison would like to... Is there anything I can roll to see if um, Strahd's influence is still on her? On Kiva? Um, I mean, yes. You didn't really notice anything visible. So okay. So, not as much. Okay. Uh, Lillison will straighten up and... Go out towards the road, glancing back um, a bit fearfully towards Ismark and Irina. Um, she's going to go back to the road and start walking back the way that they had come um, every so often, like doing another message test ping. All right, Irina and Ismark exchange glances and then fall in behind you. 
Kiva will also go after the group. She doesn't want to be left alone here. All right. Uh, what are are Arthur and Deer and Amity still at the gate, or are they making their way down the road? Uh, we were making our way down the road, as far as I know. All right. Lillison, uh, around 30 seconds after making your way back down the road, you hear the spell catch, reaching its target. What do you send? Are you still alive? Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, one of these wolves, they just keep, they keep tracking me. Kiva has caught up to me. I don't know how much I can trust her. Uh, Ismark is with me. I, he seems there's something off with him. I don't know if I can get to you. I... I'm not too far from the gate. Okay, Wilson will look around um, and just say to the others, stay here for a moment. And without uh, any explanation, she's going to uh, go off in a direction, um, hopefully seeing, uh, you know, hopefully trying to uh, see if she can catch a glimpse of either this wolf or Metreon. He had also left tracks, too, so, I mean, uh, there's that. (laughs) Yeah, but Wilson doesn't have survival skills. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Uh, As you do, you hear footsteps slowly approaching from the east of the road. And as you take your first steps off the path into the undergrowth, you can see Arathendir and Amity rounding the curve. You can see Amity, Arathendir still got invisibility up. Gotcha. Okay, Wilson will wave a little bit at them and then proceed to ignore everybody else and go into the woods. Wilson, where are you? And she's just gone. I don't know. Everybody's being a little weird today. It's understandable. Do you, do you think we should follow her? No. Not at the moment. You know her. If she wants, if she's slipping off alone, she has something she wants to do alone. She's probably going back to the tavern. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I wish. I would uh, kill for some wine right now, I'm not gonna lie. Same. uh, (laughs) Pity, though. I don't think I can afford to get drunk at the moment. Well, I, I don't know. It would be nice to meet up see? with the others, just so that we don't have to walk to Velaki alone. Yeah, that would suck. Do we see any signs of the rest of them? So, I mean, at this point, you did come around the corner and you saw Ismark, Irina, and uh, Kiva on the path, and Lillison with them for a moment before vanishing into the, into the trees on the other side, on that side of the road. Oh, so okay. So we are together now. Oh, Hello! Hey, sorry. No, I'm not really here, but I'm here. Kiva? You alright? Uh, I'm I'm fine. I'm just a little exhausted, obviously. Um, and she sort of, like, absentmindedly plays with the wounds on her neck. Um, but she's, you know, also focused on staying as close as possible to the others. She's a little spooked. Yeah, yeah, understandable. <sighs> The wolves haven't come back, have they? Not that I've seen, no. Okay, good. 
So we've got you, we've got Irina, we've got Ismark, we've got Amity, and Lillison just looped off to do Corellian knows what, so we just need Metreon. Uh, Lillison said he kept running towards uh, Velaki, so um, I think the plan is to try to meet up with him there, I suppose. Oh. Oh, did... All right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That's... Yeah, it's a good idea. Irina, Bismarck, y'all doing all right? Bismarck nods. Irina does the same. She... Glances worriedly at the patch of forest where Lilith and vanished. Is she going to be all right? I'm not sure what she was trying to do. She just w- went off the road. Yeah, I don't know. She might be trying to make sure that the wolves aren't sneaking up for a sneak attack or something. That sounds like her. She nods, is Mark echoing her motion but not looking entirely convinced. Lilithan. Uh, as you break through the tree cover, leaving the road behind, what are you looking to do? Um, I'm going to keep keep message pinging until I can, you know, triangulate where Metreon might be. You eventually get a generally good sense. You find yourself around a grove, um, a number of taller trees scattered around the area. You feel that Metreon must be fairly close by. Okay. Do I see any signs of the giant wolf that he mentioned? Make a perception check. That is a seven. Glancing around, you see no sign of it. All right, Metreon. Is the wolf still close or has it wandered off? Uh, DM. (laughs) Make a perception check. Fifteen. You close your eyes, opening your ears, you hear a branch snap just off to the southern end of the grove. You glance through a part in the leaves and you see a flash of black fur for a moment and then it vanishes. Uh, I lean forward a bit to try and, as, like, I'm trying to lean into that sound, but as soon as I hear the snap, I immediately slam, slam back against the uh, trunk of the tree. Yeah, yeah, it, it's over there. And I, uh, um, do I know what direction it was coming from? Yes. You can give an, a, an approximate uh, sense of which side. Yeah, I give Lillison uh, the direction I heard it coming from. All the others are together on the road again now. I don't know how much I can trust those who were affected, but if you want to come down and make a run for it, we're all here now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I only heard the one. Maybe maybe we could take it. Just you and me, or everybody? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh, fucking hell. I can't stay up here forever. And Metreon is going to slowly and as stealthily as possible climb down out of the, out of the tree. Alright, give me a stealth check, please. All right, you slowly begin making your way down out of the tree, shimmying down the side of its trunk and branches, and find yourself on the ground. And as you step forward, the ground below your foot gives way. A small sunken hole in the ground where a 
root had wormed its way through and the earth and soil had eroded, you hear several leaves crunch beneath your foot. And immediately, you hear a, a growl from behind you, perhaps a dozen yards away. You can see a massive dark shape pulling itself up, dark glowing amber eyes glaring at you from the opposite side. Uh, seeing that, uh, and figuring that it now knows where he is, he is he's going to start to dart uh, in the direction towards the road, hoping that he encounters Lillison on the way. All right. As you do, rapidly making your way forward, you hear the wolf howl. And as it does, a moment later, you hear an echoing from afar, the rest of the pack answering. The wolf lopes fo forward, snarling as it begins making its way, gaining ground in you as you flee. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm fucking running. <laughs> that's that's all I can do right now. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna. Uh, are we doing chase rules or are, is it like? Uh, do I have my cutting action movement, or is it just... Um, Alright, so, if you're just trying to hide and flee from this dire wolf, um, you can try to uh, escape. Which direction are you running? Um, I was running back towards the road. Um, so, whatever the, that direction was, but knowing that I have now gotten their attention... Um, Say I would still run back to the road to see if I see Lindelson, um, and then at that point try and find somewhere else to hide. Gotcha. All right, you bolt back to the road. Um, we're going to say, for the sake of this, the wolf is a bit behind you, so we're not going to dive into a chase just yet. But you bolt through the trees, Lindelson. You see Metreon speed past you and burst onto the path. The rest of you see Metreon panting hard, running, and a snarl echoing from the undergrowth behind him. Everybody move! And come on, we gotta. We can't just let him. Just kind of looking around, Aerithrin Deer doesn't even stop and just takes off, racing after him. As Mark throws Metron a glance, go! Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this one. And you can see him draw his longsword from from its sheath and hold it high, the steel glinting in the dim light. While Ismark is doing that, Kiva takes uh, Irina by the hand and starts pulling her along as well. Irina breathes. Shouts back to Ismark, be careful! And she turns and runs with you. You have but a moment to see the tree line begin to shudder and then burst with leaves and brambles and branches going flying everywhere. A massive, dark silhouette of the wolf bursting from the undergrowth flinging itself through the air, its paws outstretched, saliva dripping from its muzzle, and Ismark standing tall against it, longsword raised up as he, with a cry of defiance, raised his sword above his head, and then Metron, you vanish into the woods on the opposite side. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Erythrodeer is doing his best to stay pawed on his heels. Alright, is everyone running with Metreon? Yes, Kiva uh, is still trying to pull Irina along and follow. Amity is following slowly, uh, looking if there's another wolf. 
Make a perception check. Uh, on it. Seven. Seven? Uh, there's no immediate sign, but you can hear distant howls growing closer. All right. Willison is going to make her way after Metreon towards the road. Um, when she sees Ismark standing there, um, she is going to nod cautiously towards him and say, I stand with you. All right. You're standing with Ismark? Yes. All right. Um, as that happens, um, so... I will need um, everyone to please roll initiative for me. Ah! Okay. I don't wanna. Dragna, do I have to? Are you running? Then yes. Uh, That's a 13. 19. 21. Jack of all trades, I love you so. Three. Oh. Oh, right. Amity still has exhaustion, doesn't she? Oh, no. Yeah, I looked it oh. up. Turns out that applies to initiative. Oh, God. Wow. That's not ideal. All right, and Metron, what do you have? Oh, sorry. Uh three as well. Oh, sorry, mine was actually a four due to Jack of All Trades, so I am beating Metreon here. Alright. With that... That's a natural one of my initiative, damn. Oh. Alright, Deer. Yes. You are up first. You're just running forward? I'm trying to keep pace with Metreon. Can I, like, how close am I to him? Uh, you are reasonably close maybe just you know 20 or so feet behind him okay in that case still invisible he's going to take the chance to try and triangulate where any other wolves are coming from if we're like going to be running into one okay (laughs) nine running as fast as you can it's hard to tell the howls are coming from multiple directions it feels like the pack split up it's difficult to tell which ones are closest. Okay. In that case, he's just going to use his action to dash and uh, try and keep up. Ah, bollocks. In that case, that's my turn. All right, Kiva, you're up. Kiva is, uh... Can she take her action to dash if she's still, like, tugging Irina along with her? Um, you can assume that Irina is going to do her best to follow you. Okay, yeah, so that's what she's going to do. She's going to use her action to dash and pull Irina with her. All right, uh, while that's happening, uh, I will need Deer to roll 1d20 for me, please. Got you. That's a 10. All right. Uh, With that, one moment, please. And a reminder, I am still invisible for the moment. I'm going to say that is a really ominous request, though. 
Yes. Yeah, I hate, I yes, hate it that. Is. It's my least favorite thing. I'm not a fan. All right, so uh, as you make your way forward, you hear another howl coming from the underbrush. Uh, Irina, or not Irina, uh, Kiva. You see dark eyes glaring at you from the underbrush and then a dark, smaller shape hurling itself from the trees. An ordinary wolf, gray and silver fur, but now emerging from the underbrush, throwing itself toward you. It's going to attempt to attack Kiva. Okay. That is a 23 to hit. <laughs> yeah, I think that hits. All right, you suffer six points of piercing damage. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, uh, it bites at you, and for a moment you're able to smash it in the side with the boot, limping and keeping forward. It whimpers as it goes spinning off to the side. And then you see it vanish behind the trees. Uh, with that, uh, Kiva dashes forward. Um, Kiva, what is your constitution? Which is a 13. All right. Um, what is your constitution modifier? It's plus one, I believe. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. You can dash a total of three plus your constitution modifier times. So I will need you to subtract one from that. Okay. So she's got three left. All right. As that occurs, you hear a distant howling from the wolves. Uh, you can better pinpoint their location. You think that if you take a moment to listen, you might be able to tell where they're coming from, but they'll arrive here fairly soon. Perhaps not imminently, but imminently, but fairly soon. And as that happens, uh, Lillison, uh, you see the wolf bursting from the underbrush and rearing up to attack Ismark. Okay. It rolls a 23 and hits, dealing 11 points of piercing damage as it bites into his shoulder and he snarls, throwing it off, blood dripping from the wound on his side. Would I have been close enough to make an attack of opportunity? Um, you were beside Ismark? I would say no, because it's still next to Ismark. Okay. All right. Uh, with that, that is the end of the wolves' turns. Um, Lillison, you're up. Okay. Um. Gosh. Um, Lillison will try to sort of sidle away such that she is not right next to Ismark and is not hampering his swings, um, but is still, you know, kind of flanking the wolf with him. Um, and she is going to screw her eyes up very tightly for a moment and then shake her head and just push her hand out with the green gem on it and um, uh, just let the poison mist fly. All right. So, uh, con save, please. You got it. That is a 10. Okay, that will be four poison damage. All right, very good. The poison sprays across it and you hear it snarl in minor pain and annoyance. It doesn't seem overly injured though. Okay, and uh, with um, 
I don't know whether this is considered a bonus action or not, but uh, she is going to reach down and grab the dagger that has been hidden in her boot this whole time and uh, keep it ready. All right. Very good. Um, with that, that is the end of Lillison's turn. Uh, Ismark is up. He is going to bring up his longsword, and he is going to attack twice at the direwolf before him. Come on. Let's go, Izzy! Hits. 14 to hit, dealing 6 points of slashing damage. Aight. Second one also hits, dealing 4 points. My boy. And then... One moment, please. I believe he also has... a... short shirt here. Yes, he does. You watch as, for a moment, he slings the longsword into his other hand, whirls into a scabbard at his side, and pulls out a second sword tucked away into his belt, a short sword, whirling to hit the dire wolf. That's an 18 to hit. God, our boy! God, he's so pretty! Seven points of piercing damage, cutting into the thing's side deep. It snarls, stumbling. All right, Irina, so with that, Ismark is going to end his turn, and with that, Irina needs to make a d20 roll. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, is I with Irina. Um, Kiva, as you're pulling Irina forward, dashing ahead, you hear her grip suddenly slack in yours as she lets out a cry of surprise. You hear something pull taut, the sound of a rope snapping tight. And Irina is going to attempt to, as you watch, you see a hunter's snare pulled around her leg as she instantly struggles to try to evade it. Can Kiva assist? <laughs> uh, you cannot. Uh, she yelps as the rope pulls up and what had been hidden underneath the leaves and earthen soil of the forest, a sudden net appears and snaring her and pulling her up as she sh- shouts in surprise is hoisted up, dangling in the canopy above. Okay, uh, I'll figure that out on my turn then. All right, um, with that, she is going to bring out her rapier, struggling and slice through the net, holding onto the rope at the top with eyes wide. She struggles to hold on, and you can see her slowly being to climb her way up to a, a branch, but she appears to be uh, still quite a bit of ways behind you. Okay, she Kiva would have stopped running the moment she was caught to try to assist her and keep her with her. All right, so you can do that on your next turn. Cool, thank you. Um, with that, next up is... Amity, let me uh, have Irina roll something for you. All right, uh, Amity, uh, you're just kind of slowly making your way forward with the others. Is anyone carrying you, or what is your status? I don't think anyone's carrying me, no. Um, all right, so are you making your way as best you can behind the others? Yeah, uh, is Speak with Animals still on? Duration was 10 minutes. At this point, no, I would say it's expired. Okay, understood. Uh, and uh, how far behind them am I, then? Uh, you hear them rapidly fading away into the distance. 
Okay, uh, if, if I approach um, Irina up in the tree, then I'll try to help her out, but uh, otherwise I guess I'm just going to sort of keep making my way. All right, go for it. Um, with that, I need you to roll 1d20 for me, please. Fun. Uh, is this an ability check? Nope, it's just a straight d20. Fun. Uh, nine. All right, Metreon, thanks to Amity's roll. As you make your way forward, panting, chest heaving, doing your best to dash through the darkness, you miss a step and suddenly the ground causes you to stumble as you find yourself stumbling and falling down a sudden hill through the woods. All around you, the branches turn sharp, the underbrush turning to brambles and thorns and slashing vines. Uh, as you do, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Amity or me? Uh, Metreon. You can either make a dexterity saving throw or you can expend uh, 10 feet of mint to try to go around the brambles. Uh, I'll do a dex save. All right. Nope, six. Oof. All right, you stumble through, and one of them goes right down your face, cutting a long gash. You take ten points of slashing damage. Oh god, my beautiful face. Not again. All right, uh, with that, you can keep going. Uh, if you'd like to dash, you can dash. Yeah, uh, I'm going to dash my little heart out, clutching my beautiful face, now bleeding from the cheek. All right. Uh, just mark that down. As a reminder, you can only dash a number of times equal to three plus your constitution modifier. Yeah, my con modifier is two. All right, so you can dash four more times. Uh, with that, Metreon. Uh, I will need Metreon, Amity, Irina, Kiva, and Erythrindir to, if you would all like to try to hide from the wolves, you can all make a stealth check. Oh, yeah, she's going to try. Yeah, yes, please. please. 16 for Metreon. Uh, 23 for Earthendir. 8 for Kiva. Alright, and Irina rolls... And 4 for me. 13. Alright, so, Earthendir. Yeah? You see an opportunity to duck off the path, swiftly concealing yourself in a large uh, hollow of a tree, away from the path you've been beating, you're able to scurry inside the large dead trunk and you feel your breath hitch as you watch the others following behind you. You think that you'll be concealed in here if you choose to stay. Uh, Metreon, um, you continue on forward and you veer to the left and as you do, you can hear howls approaching. You still feel exposed. Same for Akiva and Amity. Can I hide in plain sight since I'm still invisible? I'd prefer to keep pace with Metreon if at all possible. Um, make a nature check for me. Alrighty. So you know that wolves are exceptionally uh, deft listeners. Their ears are fairly sharp, and you suspect that that, along with their sense, would allow them to track you if you were to keep moving. So to be clear, is my choice to hide or to keep after Metreon? Correct. Then I'm going to keep after Metreon. 
All right, very good. Uh, with that, we're back at the top. Metreon, roll a d20 for me, please. I don't think I want to. <laughs> Seventeen. All right, uh, Deer, you face no troubles as you invisibly do your best to keep pace. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, he, how far is Metreon from me now? Uh, Metreon is um, around 20, 30 feet ahead of you. Okay, he's going to dash to catch up, and then kind of murmuring as quietly as he can. Hey, Deer, invisible. Where are you going? What's your plan? Uh, Metreon doesn't say a word. He's just... Uh, the only thing that you can hear from him is just the, the panting of his breath. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. I'll do the thinking for both of us then. We can't outrun these to town. Probably. Actually, would Deer remember how far they are from Balaki, roughly, based on Ismark's um, estimate? You estimate you're probably a good few hours away. Shit! Alright. Not the best. In that case, yeah, he's just going to keep pace with him for the moment and, yeah, stay by him. Alright, very good. Uh, with that, I'll need to roll 1d20, please. Gotcha. 20. Alright, Kiva, you face no obstructions, but you can see Irina uh, far behind you clinging to the net as she slowly does her best to make her way through the branches of the tree back to stability. Uh, seeing that Irina is not behind her, she's going to go back for her um, and make sure that she's in sight um, and with her scimitar pulled. Um, and she's going to make sure that she's traveling with Irina still, so she's going to go back and get her. All right. Irina, shuts down. Don't worry. I'll be okay. Just make sure the Metreon is fine. Kiva um, leaves her shield on the ground for Irina um, and then runs off with her scimitar. All right. Uh, you'll be able to start moving on your next turn. Uh, with that, you hear the chorus of wolves. They appear to be imminently close. Uh, Lilith, you can hear uh, several howls coming from the south of you, fast approaching your direction. The rest of you feel... The rest of you hear a few other howls fast approaching from your left and right hand sides. Uh, with that, the wolf remaining on the road will lash forward to attack uh, Ismark. That is a 22 to hit, dealing 13 points of damage. Ismark grunts as he stumbles back, doing his best to avoid but taking the brunt of the damage. The wolf snarls, tearing into him. That is the end of the wolf's turn. Lillison, you're up. Okay. Um, how badly does Ismark um, look hurt? He looks like he's beginning to get uh, in wounded. He's not exceptionally heavy wounded, but he could be bloodied pretty soon. Okay. Um, in which case, Lillison will pant a little bit and say, Should we get ready to start running soon? Ismark snaps his gaze toward her. We can try to slow this one down. He shakes his head. If the others reach your friends, I don't know how long Metreon will survive. I know. I don't I know. want them to reach him. If you want to run, run. Just... I, I, I 
don't want to run, but I want to make sure that you don't get left as food for these. He closes his eyes. Uh, make a persuasion check. That is an 11. He nods. Right. I need to be there for Irina. And he pulls up his longsword to block another blow of the wolves. All right. What do you propose? Uh, a few last good hits in, and then we run. He nods. All right. After the others, or in a different, in a different direction? Uh, after the others, I think. He nods. All right. And with that, well, is there anything you'd like to do with your action? Yes, I would like to uh, listen nods firmly to Ismark, then um, flips her dagger up and takes a stab as hard as she can. <sighs> that's not very hard, because that's a six to hit. Unfortunately, it flies wide, the wolf twisting out of the way, avoiding the attack. Okay. And with that, uh, I would like to disengage and then run. All right. You flee into the trees, vanishing off the road, leaving Ismark behind. Um, all right. Oh. Ismark. Oh, my. Interesting. Intriguing. All right. Uh, so he's going to attack twice with his longsword. Uh, miss hit, dealing eight points of slashing damage. Good boy. Good man. In that last moment, you can see that the wolf seems to be heavily wounded, bleeding from several points along its body. Then he pulls his short sword out to drive it one last time. It misses, sliding across the side of its hide and failing to cut through. He curses, shakes his head, and turns to begin running after you, Lillison. All right. And with that, as he begins, as he's making his way forward, Arena's still holding herself up in the tree. Uh, Amity, you're slowly making your way forward as best you can. Uh, yep, with that four stealth check. All right, I will need you to roll 1d20 for me, please. Fun. That's a four. Ah, favorite number today. All right, Metreon. Um, as you continue speeding forward, doing your best, you see the earth suddenly fall away, a deep pit, a crevasse opening up before you. Um, I will need you to make an athletics check or an acrobatics check to avoid falling into the crevasse. 15. Acrobatics. You nimbly leap your way from one side of the pit to the other, avoiding losing any speed. Uh, it's your turn. What do you do? So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to use my movement to run and then... I'm going to try and hide. Is there anywhere I'd be able to hide? Um, so you'll automatically make a stealth check at the end of the round, but you can try to make a hide check uh, on your turn as well, if you'd like. What, would there be any benefits or uh, uh, you would get to roll lack thereof? Okay. Right. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. 22. You find a hollow uh, just by a stream. For a moment, you splash into it doing your best, and for a moment, a memory flashes in the back of your head. Water scatters sense, right? You splash into the little creek, making your way to the side, veering off away from the group, and then dive into a small hollow, a pit in the side of the earth, just out of sight of the rest of the group. 
Uh, that's, I guess, my turn. <laughs> All right, the rest of you see Metreon dive out of sight. There's no sight of him. Would you all like to hide? No. Kiva right. can try to if she sees that. Are you, Arthur, do you still running? I'm... Would hiding put me in a position where I can't interact with, like, anything that's going to be coming after Matreon, or no? Uh, you would be able to do things uh, after, well... No, hiding would mean that you are present in the vicinity. Okay, yeah, then I'll hide. All right, uh, Kiva, are you bolting forward or, or are you attempting to She's hide? She's going to hide. All right. Um, Lillison, are you hiding or are you bolting forward? Lillison? Uh, she's out at the moment. She's away from keyboard. Oh, all good. No worries. Um, okay, so uh, what did everyone get? Uh, 13, presuming I don't get a benefit from invisibility for this. 16. Uh, I would say that you do not uh, gain the benefit from invisibility. Yep. Gotcha. Um, Kiva, 16. Okay, great. So, each of you dives off of the road. Amity, are you hiding as well? I mean, so from Amity's perspective, people have sort of run by her in one direction and then run by her in the other direction, right? Basically <laughs> in the middle of one of those Scooby-Doo hallways. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's a bad <laughs> Right now, the woods around you are quiet, except for the distant howling. As far as you can tell, there's nothing immediately nearby you. These wolves have already told her that they're not going to hurt her if she doesn't obstruct them, so I don't know if she's particularly even scared of these wolves. Reasonable. Right so right. I'm just, like, going to so make my way back it. to the road. Just her and Truffle just frolicking right. through the woods. And Truffle's probably a little scared right now. <laughs> All right, Amity pauses and slowly begins to make her way back to the road as you see uh, Lillison and Ismark speeding past her. Uh, Lillison, are you attempting to hide, or are you bolting forward to attempt to catch up to the others? Uh, I am dashing as, as fast as I can. All right, very good. Uh, with that, you continue forward, and the forest falls quiet as... Lillison and Ismar continue dashing forward. You veer through the brush and see Amity, eyes wide, facing the opposite direction from you. And then you pass by her and she's gone, a silhouette vanishing in the woods. As behind her, you can see three massive wolf silhouettes barreling their way through the underbrush. Erthrandir. Yes? Kiva, as you hide yourselves, tucking yourselves between the trees out of sight in the bushes, you can see three other wolves slowly beginning to make their way, the howls giving way to snarls as you can see dark silhouettes, massive, beginning to approach through the darkness. You pull yourselves into the trees, and as you do, the howls to the south intensify. Okay. Lorthen, you watch as Ismark turns and the wolves lope forward, catching up with you. They don't appear to be continuing forward. Ismark shoots you or they appear to be continuing forward and not stopping toward you. And these are, to clarify, dire wolves. You can recognize them as the same ones from before. Ismark glances at you, listen. They're going to get there first. I, I, I don't know if I can run faster. Do, do you want me to try and slow them down? We have this one moment, and then they'll be ahead of us. Uh, yes. And she's going to uh, slow down. Um, I don't know how you want to adjudicate uh, in terms of initiative or anything like that, but um, if possible, Lillison will try to uh, send an acid splash towards two of them. All right, go for it. 
And Ismark will attack uh, with his longsword at another. That would be uh, two deck saves, please. Very well. That's a 10 and a 22. Okay. The one that rolled a 10 uh, takes one acid damage. All right. Uh, Ismark swipes twice with his long sword, cursing when he misses. Swiping forward with his short sword. Connecting and slicing across one of their haunches, dealing nine points of piercing damage. But the wolf snarls and continues loping forward and soon leaves the two of you behind in the darkness. And with that, the wolves vanish into the woods ahead of you after your friends. And so, Erthrandir, Kiva. Yes. You huddle into yourselves, quietly, silently, trembling, watching the trees for any sign of movement as the wolves slowly creep forward, padding through the underbrush. You can see each puff from their enormous muzzles blasting hot air into the chill gust that blows through the trees of this village wood. You can see each of them slowly begin to make their way forward. There's no sign of, Earth, of, of Metreon. You pull into your hiding place. How how close are they? How close is he? There's no sign of Ismark or Lillison. The wolves slowly make their way around you, sniffing the air. And then one turns and locks eyes directly on you as another does the same toward Kiva. They slowly begin stalking toward you, eyes glittering in the darkness. Okay. You can see it sniffing the air, its amber gaze fixated directly upon your unmoving person. Step by step, crunching through the underbrush, its massive paws, each one of them bigger than dinner plates, as its fixated gaze glows like an ember in the darkness until it's mere yards away from you. Kiva, you see its fellow close nearby, exhaling, snarling. The third one behind it, lifting its muzzles to the air and sniffing, snarling at evident frustration. The two dire wolves fixate you with long, steady glares. And then with a final growl, turn and lope off ahead into the wood. Their howls fading as the howls of others behind you grow closer, and then you see three silhouettes speeding off on either side of you, vanishing into the northern wood and disappearing into the darkness of the trees as all six dire wolves vanish. Their snarls and howls slowly echoing in the faraway distance, the pack continuing its hunt, following its quarry away. And then slowly, they fade and vanish to nothingness. As soon as they're away, Kiva's squeezing her eyes shut and she's trying not to have a fucking panic attack right now. Erythrindir is just 
running on adrenaline at this point, and he's once he's sure they're gone, he's going to look around to see if he can find any signs of where Metreon went. All right, and as you slowly emerge from your hiding place, the wolves' distant howls fading into the darkness far, far away until they are not to be heard or seen. That's where we'll take our break. Okay. Good. Good. We're having so much fun. I thought my limp would put me in danger. Turns out it's keeping me from being put in danger. <laughs>